This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. If you have a dream, turn that dream into a beautiful website with the magic that we call Squarespace. Yep. And what I like best is that there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. It's like it's like dentures. You just put them in and you forget it. You, you make your Squarespace site and you forget it. <laughs> Except it's way cooler than dentures. <laughs> Great. Head to squarespace.com slash spill to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SPILL to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we give Molly some delicious matcha and she's just not able to appreciate it. <laughs> Matthew. Which, this is not the matcha episode, no, but we should no. do one. Uh, Matthew just gave me like uh, one ounce of of prepare, you know, matcha that he lovingly prepared. I had um, my little whisk going. And I had a so couple cute. sips and it was like, it was a sensory overwhelm of an experience. Mm-hmm. The, that common phrase, sensory overwhelm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of, of all my common phrases those of you listeners who heard the 420 episode from gosh probably three years ago now uh-huh. um in which we both smoked marijuana and i got annoyingly high and matthew and I just, just got, got cranky um anyway you may remember that i have this natural impulse to use big words when i'm high and i recently went backpacking and we had some weed chocolate while we were out in the woods because you know what the what are the woods for yeah Get, get nature nature on the outside, nature on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, while high, I used, I, I just, I, I could feel myself like irredeemably driven to use the word deleterious. <laughs> and then I, I talked about my bug net bisecting my field of vision because I was wearing a head, like a bug net over my head. This sounds terrible. <laughs> like why, did you enjoy the experience? You know, I have to say, Ash and I did look at each other on the first night and go, it's okay if we're not backpacking people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's I, kind I, of. I, I like, really. It was so beautiful, and I'm really proud of us for doing it. But it was intensely hard, and, and I think I'm a car camping person. Yeah, I think that was probably kind of like the look that uh, my wife and I gave each other uh, when we brought our daughter home from the hospital. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's okay, okay if we're not parenting people, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> hey, so this is our halva. Oh episode. yeah, we, I don't think we've said the topic yeah, of the episode we until we haven't <laughs> two minutes in. Okay. So anyway, this is our halva episode. I can't believe it's taken us this long to get around to this food that probably a lot of people have never heard of. Maybe. Yeah. So halva, I think I, I didn't realize how big a thing it was until I started doing some research for the episode. You know what? I guess I'm realizing that I don't know that it's a big thing. So I I guess I'm about to get educated. Maybe the whole world is super into halva and I'm just the last one to know because I've been out in the woods smoking, I mean, (laughs) eating weed chocolate. Right. Um, And I'm sure you had, you came to many epiphanies and used, you know, speaking of big words. I just giggled a lot. (laughs) um, Recently, I I had a compliment on the show passed on to me that someone someone said uh, they enjoy listening to our show and... And Matthew has a really big vocabulary. Oh, God, and, I'm jealous. And I was like, I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do feel like that's the kind of comment that, that uh, yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about uh-huh. that. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like if you, if you, uh, someone came up to you after your stand up set and was like, that was great. You have such a big vocabulary. <laughs> like, yeah. your hand gestures are so moving. Oh, I thought, oh, oh your hands were so big. You're, yeah, exactly. Like your vocabulary. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Um, so, Halva, here's, mm. here's what I would say uh, I learned about Halva. Maybe we should talk about what it is first. Yeah, and then we should go down memory lane. Okay, so halva is any of a large class of desserts, like dessert pastes made by, that's not a nice way to say it. No, it is not. Uh, Like candy. How about candy? Uh, Like a dense candy. This is a dense candy made from sesame seeds. Yes, but it can be made from any kind of nut butter or like a flour, like a flour and oil base. So wow. it's basically a, a general term in Indo-European languages for a candy that takes this form. And ses- the sesame one definitely is the most popular worldwide. Wait, Indo-European languages. Does that include like uh, like romantic languages? Yep. Like and romance Arabic languages? And, and Hindi and like the... But not like Anglo-Saxon stuff. Oh, uh, English, German. Oh, um, okay. You know. So these a- are as opposed to like, what? It, what is it like uh, languages that would co- be from Asia? Indo-European is a large language family, one of many large language families. What are some other large language families? Um, so Chinese. Oh, okay. Uh, which yeah. probably has a more technical name. Um, like Athabascan uh, Native North American languages is a very large family. Okay. Uh, that sort of thing. Cool. I I'm a huge <laughs> language nerd, and and maybe that's why I wow, have such a big super, vocabulary. This is super cool. Uh-huh. Um, I I always get confused about like what languages are related to what because like English seems like it has so much to do with for me French, but it I does. know but I know that like at least it has less to do with French than French has to do with. Spanish. Spanish. Absolutely. Yeah. But in in the scheme of things, English and French are still quite closely related languages. Okay. Okay, great. So this so, okay. has been oh, Language Hour. Okay. So, so what I would say about the popularity of Halva uh, is that it is popular in a huge swath of the world. As and it I made, should be. And I made like a swathing motion as yeah, I said you, that. You kind of made like a rainbow with your hands. Yeah, or like, like, like a jazz. A, like jazz hands. Halva hands. Halva hands. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> So from like Eastern Europe, Southern Europe, Central Asia, South Asia, 
uh, wow. North Africa, the Middle East, like it, that's hugely incredible. popular in all of these places in a wide variety of well, different Well, and I don't forms. know it, why it should surprise me. I mean, for instance, sesame seeds yes. alone uh, are used in cuisines all over the place. Yeah. So if you have sesame seeds, you're going to invent sesame-based halva, I think. Okay. Okay. So wait, let's go down memory lane before we say anything yeah. more about uh, languages. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's talk about the the Finno-Ugric family. Wait, what's that? <laughs> I think it's the family that includes Finnish. Well, I was gonna guess. I don't know what Ugric is. Is it something having to do with like Russia? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, uh, so whoops, we talked more about languages. I know fin- Finnish and Russian are not in the same language, same family. Russian is an Indo-European language. Okay. Hang on now, Matthew. I want to talk about halva. So I remember... No, not on this episode. I remember my dad coming home from um, uh, some sort of grocery store that he had just discovered while out like garage sailing. Nice. In like a different part of town. He was delighted because he had found not only, I don't know, a whole bunch of other things he didn't think he could get in Oklahoma City, but he also found halva. And I remember he brought it home. At a garage sale? No, it was at some sort of grocery store (laughs) that he had found while in a different part of town. Sure. Because the part of town I grew up in was very white and wealthy Mm -hmm. and and just a general sea of American food. But not not Jewish? No. Okay. Uh, Deeply Christian, in fact. Uh, anyway, shall I say more about Oklahoma City? My, my. Let's let's get to. I, I want to know what oh, what other stuff your so dad. So my dad, my dad brought home halva. It was wrapped in that kind of. Um, it's like a cross between wax paper and like tissue paper yes. that you know you pick up food in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, whenever I have to pick up a piece of food, I reach for. He a, brought a it home in that sanitary look, in, and then in a plastic bag. And I remember him like unfolding it at the table and bringing over a knife and sort of cutting off chunks of it. It had pistachios in it. I think we have a pistachio one. And here. I just remember yes. this was this was somehow a really nostalgic thing for him that he hadn't seen in a long time. And I remember being surprised by how delicious it was because it looks so humble. Yeah. Compared to like the kinds of candy bars and candies that, that yeah. I, I grew up with. Um, it's like, it's a slice off a loaf. Yeah, it is a slice off a loaf. It's a it's, slice off the old loaf, yeah. as we say. <laughs> anyway, I think that uh, that then he kept buying it at least periodically from Mediterranean Imports, okay. which I've talked about frequently here on the show. I do remember part of this, uh, part part of my introduction to Halva overlapped with the low-fat craze of the 90s. Oh. And I remember being told that this was high in fat, and that seemed somehow disappointing to well, that's, me. Well, that's funny. And, right? I mean, God, what was wrong with all of us in the 90s? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's funny you say that because so so my dad was also the Halva person in my family. I feel like it's dad my, food. Yeah, my dad, like, when I think about it now, he had so many dad foods. Like, Yeah, didn't he eat, like, like shucked oysters from the jar Shucked or oysters from the jar, gefilte fish, uh, pickled herring. This is old Eastern um, European Jewish yeah, man. Uh, kimchi. Oh, okay. Well, but, this, but like, this takes a turn. Yeah, it's like 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 funky, funky funky dad stuff. Funky dad but stuff. But he would get, I think, mostly the Joiva brand halva, like marbled, so it's like chocolate and vanilla swirl, kind of. I don't think I've ever had chocolate halva. Um, and I think I think the one I got here is marbled. Yes, it oh, is. Yeah. Here it is, um, right here. And I didn't know what it was, but I really liked it whenever he shared it with me, which I would not have said about any of his other dad, dad proclivities. Foods. Yeah. What kind of stuff did your dad bring home from garage sales? 
Oh, God. So my dad was one of those people, uh, like the man I went on to marry, Brandon, who was exceptionally good at like finding hidden treasures at a garage sale. Like my dad could go to a garage sale and find uh, like some extremely valuable piece of like sterling silver or something. Oh, wow. Like he was really good at identifying like uh, markings on the bottoms of uh, ceramics. Uh, glass pieces, crystal. He was like a uh, like silver. an antiques roadshow man. Oh my god, he totally was. He had books upon books about silver markings and uh, galley glass. I wish the and... listener could see my face. Yeah, no, I don't know what galley glass is. I don't even when you well, say wait a silver minute. mark. Hold up, hold up. So it's like the little imprint on the bottom of like a, a piece of nice silver. Okay. I'm, I'm pretending that I can visualize that. Okay. Anyway, but uh, no. I would I would grab a piece of silver from my house and see if it has a marking, but I do not have. I think it, it would say like stainless steel. Yeah. China. O- Oneida. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Have I told you that my dad was the vice president of the International Majolica Society? No, and I don't know what that is. So Majolica is a particular type of... Oh, like uh, M-A-J-O-L-I-C-A? Yeah, ma- okay. Maholica, I guess some people would say. My dad was, always said Majolica because we were in Oklahoma. I was thinking M-A-G-E-L-L-I-C-A, and I was imagining it was something to do with cartography or yeah, exploration. Magellan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, No, anyway, this type of pottery has a particular type of glaze on it, and that is what makes it Majolica. Okay. Uh, I'm definitely Americanizing the pronunciation. I like it. But anyway, yeah, there were there were a number of people in England and France who made like uh, Majolica designs and were famous for doing particular things with clay. Uh, (laughs) And my dad. (laughs) Unspeakable things. uh, Like. my dad was like th- like Thomas Sargent or something. My dad sure. was really into this stuff and could identify the maker of certain pieces by just like looking at it or studying the glaze, looking at the markings. Anyway, my dad was like an incredible finder of buried treasure. You got to assume like any uh, like potter of, of any repute uh, who is a person who has a penis probably like made a mold of it at some point, right? His penis? Yeah. I hadn't thought like, about that, your, but look at you. Know, you're you, working got all, little, you got this little grin all, on your face. You've been blushing a little bit. You're working all day in the in the in the pottery studio alone, and you know it's probably hot in there from kilns and stuff. Uh, yeah. Do you think that they were? I don't know what methods they used back then. Do you think they like made molds of things like plaster casts? Probably. I don't, I don't know if they did that with like s- slip and. I was started thinking just like with the clay. With the clay. Uh huh. Well, Matthew, now I know what you would do. If yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to do a little GoFundMe for to, to get me a pottery studio. So yeah. so you can be alone in it. <laughs> exactly. Wow, Matthew, right. I, mean, I would have never thought of that. Oh, my God. Is this what testosterone does to one's brain? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can customize everything and it's all optimized for mobile right out of the box and it's easy yep and have i ever told you about my three least favorite things to do (laughs) they are install patch and upgrade yeah i pretty much want a website to be like like that denture ad from when we were kids it's like you know you 
you just make it and you forget about it. Yep, that was the slogan. You make it and you forget about it. <laughs> well, with Squarespace, you can do that. I mean, you shouldn't forget about your website, but it's not going to break. Like, you make it with Squarespace. Well, you don't have to just keep doing stuff to right. it. Right. And believe me, and I've beautiful. been there. Yeah, the kind of website where you keep having to log in and like, oh, a plugin expired. I have to update this plugin. And now Seriously. everything crashed and everything looks different. This is not going to happen with Squarespace. Not in a million years. You can find out for yourself at squarespace.com slash spilled. You can get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code spilled to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or a domain name. That's squarespace.com slash spilled. Offer code spilled. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and sends directly to you your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients. Can I tell you something Something that happened to me with HelloFresh? They sent uh, their, <laughs> yes. their bibimbap, okay. uh, which is delicious. They, they send the rice. They send the meat. They send the, the garlic. Everything like pre-packaged and perfectly portioned little packages. Oh, I know. And they sent, uh, you know, there are three people in my family. So I said, you know, you have a choice of uh, two servings or four servings. So I'm like, send me four servings. I got two full meals out of it because my daughter was out one night and my wife was out another night. So I got two shots at it. And I, I, when I made the bibimbap, there were only two of us. I got to eat it for lunch for three more days. It was delicious. Yep. So you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping and get that time back to do more of what you love. Yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash SpilledMilk30 and enter the code SpilledMilk30. That's HelloFresh.com slash SpilledMilk30. Offer code SpilledMilk30 for 30 bucks off your first week of HelloFresh. For the first time in forever... I I remember to like interview for the first time in forever. That took way too long. Um, It occurred to me to actually call one of my parents and ask them like uh, what what was on memory lane. And uh, so I asked my dad, like, was was Joyva like his favorite halva growing up? And he said, no, like his all time favorite was the halva you get uh, at Russ and Daughter's appetizing, appetizing store, store yeah. on the Lower East Side. Yeah, that's like you you it's cut off the loaf to order. Um, and he, so the the hollow that I got I've for the show um, is a lot of it. Some of it is fresh, but some a lot of it is like uh, you know canned or shelf stable packaging. And he was very skeptical of that because he said he wants his hollow to be sort of fresh and greasy. He actually used the word greasy. Okay, but uh, we'll see. Okay, great. Well, wait a minute. Can, so can we start eating this? Like, yeah, while for sure. you tell us about it, because Where should we oh my begin? god, I'm looking at the agenda and. Uh, there's stuff in here, like in Bulgarian. Yeah. Uh, this we're going to be talking oh, a lot wow. about hummus. I mean, <laughs> I don't think we're going to be talking at all about hummus. <laughs> we did do a hummus episode, right? I think, I think so. so. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we're starting oh, wow. with we're starting with Joyva. God. So this is the one that I grew up with. Hold up, these are big pieces, Matthew. We're going to be eating a lot now, of halva. Oh man, that texture. Mm. That that ground ses- oh, this is so nostalgic. This tastes exactly like I remember growing up. Mm. The packaging is different, but I don't. Mm, I, this doesn't taste. This tastes a little bit darker than what I remember. Maybe because what I remember was cut freshly off the loaf. Maybe from um, yeah Mediterranean. This has a little imports. bit of like a darker flavor. Um, it's a very dark toasted sesame flavor. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I do. I like that. I like it too. It's it's quite sophisticated, and I like the the texture of like I mean the sesame is pretty finely ground, but I, f- I feel like you can still 
like the texture of the hull or the the skin of the little sesame seed, it still comes through somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried to do that earlier. It's, it's yeah, it's a pull off lid. Okay, so so this next one that Molly's opening up is is from Al-Wad- Greece. Alwadi. Um, oh no, that's the Lebanese one. Yeah, this yes, yes this is from Lebanon, and um, cool. Yeah, so okay. I I spent some quality time in the pottery studio. No, on the uh, Wikipedia page for Halva, and uh, it's it's the longest Wikipedia page of anything that we've done on the show that I have looked at. Because okay. it goes through a list of literally three dozen different countries and how, like, the specific halva traditions of each. And then there's a long section about halva cultural references, which I would like to talk about at length. Oh, this is oh, really wow. interesting. Okay. So this comes in a tub, like mm-hmm. hummus. Yeah, it looks a lot like hummus. Uh, you take the top off. Underneath is a uh, foil seal, which I had to puncture and remove. And underneath that is a thin little piece of tissue pressed right against the surface. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, it's super, super crumbly. Which I think is good. Uh-huh. And this this is also still sesame, right? Yes. It's, uh, the first ingredient Ooh. is sesame paste allergen. This is such a different flavor. And I wonder, does this have rose water in it? It might. Let's see here. Hmm. Oh. Va- vanillin and flavor. So uh, not that I'm seeing. Does have partially hydrogenated vegetable oil? Yeah, I'm not crazy about this, but this is like sweeter and simpler. Yeah, it it this this seems like it's made to go with something, but I'm not sure what. Hmm. Yeah, this one is just kind of sweet and one dimensional. Uh so in uh, in Bulgaria, I'm just gonna throw in halva facts. Yeah, you know it's it's our it's the segment we do every week. Halva facts. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna do it every week from now on because there are so okay. many. Okay. Um, are you gonna pronounce these Bulgarian words? I am not. Uh, Bulgarian is written in Cyrillic, which I do not know how to read. White halva, which is made of sugar, is popular on the last Sunday before Lent, celebrated with customs, in one of which is a string is tied to a piece of white halva, and all the children, while standing in a circle, must catch the turning piece of halva using only their mouths. Hold up. Let me, let me, I'm trying to picture this. I'm also trying to picture this, so, and it doesn't make sense. A string is tied to a piece of white halva, and then is somebody standing in the middle, or is it like attached to like a tetherball pole? It, I think it's attached to a tetherball pole, and like uh, you, they're they're like swinging it around the pole back and forth. And God, like, it sounds uh, like you could get like really injured. <laughs> yeah, this. Well, I mean, we we've talked about a lot of dangerous customs from this our own a, culture this and others. It is akin to Snapdragon. It is akin to Snapdragon. It's it's a it's kind of a, a slap dragon. Okay, wait, ho- hold on. I also see that almost all types of halva in Bulgaria are flavored with <laughs> essence of Good King Henry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, one of these herbs with a fancy name, but boy. Do we have Bulgarian halva here? No, I, it's just Bulgari- the I Bulgarian really one had a lot of... I really taste Good King Henry. I know. Who hold doesn't? On. So, Matthew, I'm opening up the... the uh, Macedonian one yep. that says on the front, the healthy Greek delicacy. Oh, this looks interesting. This is a healthy and nutritious snack suitable for any time of day. This one comes, this one says it has almonds. Is this from Big John's PFI? Too? Yeah, I got most of these at Big John's PFI, which mm. is, oh, I like that. Mm. 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 I yeah. think I do like that. Uh, yeah, this one it's got it's got layers of flavor. It's got some more toasted sesame to it. What, what's this, this one like, called that we're eating? Super nice crumbly texture. Do you remember when we were doing our um, Indian junk food box? Yes. And there was like a um, 
some sort of a a sweet that had this same texture. Yeah, that was fantastic. What was it made of? I don't remember. But it was it was very like flaky and layered and light mm-hmm. and fluffy. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the the peanut marzipan candy that we had uh, in the Mexican junk food box? Uh, that was one of my all time favorites. I think that might be technically a halva also. Hmm. You know, I like this one. Kind of. Hold on, I'm going to go back it's, to the joyva. It's it feels odd to be eating a, a dessert out of a can. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, is there is there another dessert mm. that I that I you eat out what? of a can and I'm not thinking of? The Joyvel one tastes a little rancid to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Taste um, it again. Yeah, you're right. I think I think so far. So far, I'm going the Macedonian. Macedonian one. Yeah. Oh, it's just called Macedonian halva with almonds. That's nice. Oh, it's got a picture of the uh, Thessaloniki White Tower. I wonder uh, how long this stuff keeps because, like, this is a it's a huge amount. A huge yeah, huge tin. What is this like a one pound? No, it yeah, is. this is a yeah. one pound tin. So, I mean, I'm going to give the rest to my dad, and I'll report back how long it lasts. Thessaloniki White Tower. So, I was uh, having a discussion recently. This is a very good export. Thank you, Greece. Do, do you ever have this experience where, like, you're you're talking about something and trying to like uh, figure out the the answer to a factual question? And like you're no one's in a position where they can pull out their phone at the moment because I don't know you're in a swimming pool or something. Yeah, and uh, and then you keep thinking of it and uh, forgetting to look it up like right now <laughs> when it would be no. inappropriate to pull out my phone because I'm doing a podcast. No, what is that? What? So I got into a discussion about how tall is the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh Jesus, thank you. <laughs> What? Wait, really? Yes. Isn't oh, that a good question? I don't think it's very tall. Uh, my guess was 12 stories, but it, I, that's probably too tall. I think it's, I think it's shorter than that. Mm-hmm. What if we just don't look it up and wait for our listeners to weigh in whenever this episode yeah, airs? Yeah, like, uh, you know, as as we always, you know, co- uh, come to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash podcast. Weigh in on how tall do you think the Leaning Tower of Pisa is? Don't, don't, don't look, look it, it up. up. If you happen to live near the Leaning Tower of Pisa, it's okay to look up at it and make a guess. Oh, God, Matthew. Okay, wait, hold on. So here's another Greek halva. Yeah, I think Greece has, uh, it's not that they're like the biggest halva country, but I think they might be one of the biggest halva exporters. So this one is pistachio. It's made by Anna's Country Kitchen, which, oh, what? what? Is Anna Greek? Wait a minute. This, This was prepared for... Anna's Uh-oh. Country Kitchen Limited of Vancouver, Canada. Oh, so they're they're an importer, yeah. maybe an importer exporter. Okay, all right. Let's see, Anna. I like how this is. This comes in sort of a loaf shaped package. Doesn't it look like? Uh, so when you look into the package from the side through the clear plastic, it looks like rising bread dough. It absolutely does. Like you can see the little bubbles. Whoa! Oh, interesting. Ooh. Wow. This, this one. This one's got a little elasticity to it. Oh, but I love the little threads you can see as it separates. It's like, like the like the lichen of Hulva. Yeah, it's like uh, that dragon's beard candy. Hmm. Oh, the texture is so interesting. This I like this one, of, too. How on earth did this get so stretchy? This is like... Some sort of traditional process. Weird, like whipped. This seriously looks like it's growing on the outside of a tree. I don't know. I mean, if I was backpacking, which I'm not, I, and I was super high, I might eat something off the side of a tree, and I might like it. Hmm. Hmm. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and someone said the word lichen, only they pronounced it lichen. Are you serious? Or maybe lichen. Did they, anyway, get, did was, they get corrected? No, and I, and I was like, uh, I'm going to feel weird for the rest of the day now. 
You know, this one has the most balanced flavor. It does. It's not super sweet. It's like, not super sweet. All the ones we've tried so far are pretty sweet. Or like super crazy toasty. Yep. Like, I want to get this. I nut. really think that Joyva is tastes rancid. And yet, probably the stuff that I had growing up was also kind of rancid because it still tasted nostalgic. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm I'm uh, being derelict in my duty to provide Halva facts as we yeah, go. Yeah, keep going. Okay, so you also find halva in lots of other places uh, uh, where it's called other things. Like there is something uh, eaten in China that is very similar. I, I figure it's kind of like dumplings. Like you, you find it wherever, wherever people are making a tasty paste. You can find it wherever dumplings are sold. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so uh, I printed out the entire cultural references section of the Wikipedia page. Oh, I'm just, but I'm not going to read all of it. Jesus. <clears throat> Uh, the Greek saying ante re halva could be translated as get lost, you halva. It's used when the speaker <laughs> wants to offend someone, usually a man, by calling him a coward and or chubby. Uh, oh, my God. Wait a minute. Chubby mm-hmm. is synonymous with coward? Um, no. Well, I, think, I, I, just... I think it's just that it's an all-purpose insult. <laughs> so what is it? Something you halva? Get lost, you halva. Oh, gosh. That's great. I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad you printed this out. In Egypt, it is believed that halawa is a is a prized item within the incarcerated community and is offered to inmates by visiting family members. This belief has often been portrayed in literature and media. This has led to the exploitation of this cultural phenomenon by a local halawa manu- manufacturer in a recent advertising campaign. So I guess like in, inmates love our halawa. You will too. Something like that. Wow. Humans are endlessly surprising. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I know I had another one I really liked. Oh. <clears throat> a minor planet, 518 Halawe, is named after Halva. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder how they decided to name it after Hal- Halva. Halva. Um, yep. Oh, in Turkish, the expression roasting the, hu- the Halva of someone suggests that the person referred to died some time ago. Oh. Flower based Halva in Turkish. Can uh, you use that in a sentence? It's called. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, like, the died a long time ago thing. Yeah, like, uh, boy, um, we've been uh, roasting grandma's halva for a long time. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't seem to work well. I don't or know. No, or like grandma roasted her halva. Maybe grandma roasted her halva. But I just don't understand how to I, use this. I don't mean, well, okay, but I, it, it's... Like if somebody was like, oh, did your father pass away recently? And then would I respond... No, no, no we've been roasting his halva. His halva. <laughs> I don't know if, it, if it's something you do to yourself or if, or if it's a transitive <laughs> thing. Um, well, it derives from the fact that uh, that flower-based halva in Turkish is called olu helvashi, meaning halva of the dead, which is a pretty cool phrase. Say it again. The Turkish word? Uh, no, the, oh. the phrase. Uh, flower-based halva is called in Turkish olu helvashi, meaning halva of the dead. Wow, that's harsh. I guess they don't like flower-based halva. No, maybe they like it so much that they'll rob a grave to get it. Uh, I've been reading the book Lincoln and the Bardo uh-huh. by George Saunders, and it, it takes place mostly in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Is um, the Bardo the cemetery? It occurs to me that I don't know what so a Bardo is. So i got to tell you, I have 40 pages left in this book, and I still don't know what a Bardo is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know if it's like... It's okay. So, Here at so Book mo- Club, no judgment. <laughs> so Anyway, but... um. Yeah, I wonder if all the dead people, so they're like in limbo in this book. Okay. And I wonder if, if they would like some halva, because we've got a lot extra. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like everyone likes it, so probably Abe Lincoln did. Okay. 
So here, this this one came from the refrigerator at Big John's PFI, which is a specialty food retailer in Seattle, if I didn't already say that. And it's it's a marbled one, and the uh, the person working at the store described it as Brooklyn style. I don't know who the maker is or where it comes from. Brooklyn style, okay. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? It definitely has like the moist, greasy texture that my dad is looking for. It is over roasted. Because mm, of the bitterness at the end. That's my that's that's my take. Hmm. I don't know where else that would be coming from. I mean, but but, but I'm going back for more. Yeah, I have to say that that bitterness is kind of nice. Like can it you, is. Can you imagine, like at the end of the meal, having like some tea and tea, yeah, and and eating this or like a really strong coffee and I think eating this, this might actually be my favorite. It, the texture is incredible. Yeah, this one and the Macedonian, and this one is also a marbled one. Oh, the sound this makes between my teeth! Can you um, hear it when you're chewing? Oh, I, I was wondering if you meant I should like put my ear up to your mouth. No, it's very quiet. Okay, uh, yeah, like it's it's got a bit of a cheese curd squeak to it. I think this one is my favorite. Yeah, it's good, and th- that was my dad's prediction also. But that makes sense. I mean, this is probably the freshest. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So really I don't, nice. I, I don't know now, um, and I'd like uh, Halva loving listeners to to weigh in. That um, is definitely the best, hands yeah, down. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. Like, is is this a general principle that like you know shelf stable packaged Halva is always going to be like a pale imitation of the real thing, or are they both can each be enjoyed in its own way, and you can get good and bad renditions of each? Yeah, like I'd fresh, like to know fresh too. Fresh pasta, dried pasta, or is it just like a real thing, fake thing? Oh, I, I venture to guess it's like fresh pasta and, yeah. and dried pasta. I mean, I do, I do like the. I, uh, I wouldn't like kick these out of bed. Oh no, no, the pistachio, the pistachio Greek one, the the Macedonian um, with almonds. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, wait a minute. Hold on, I'm still a little bit confused. Okay, so you wrote on the agenda here, the most widely eaten halva overall seems to be the tahini based type. Tahini being like crushed sesame seeds. Uh yeah, like just a paste. Se- sesame paste. Yeah. Based. Okay. Not not necessarily. T- tahini is like technically. I think like roasted hulled sesame. I get this wrong every time I okay. say it, and then Becky selling it uh, texts me to let me know what I got oh, wrong. Jeez. Okay, but it can be pretty much any confection based on cooked flour or nut yeah, butter so and sugar. It's a general term for for like you know a loaf dessert. Okay, and so then <laughs> Not you a said. Cake. So then you said the one Matthew grew up with because you like to refer to yourself in the third person. Well, I don't want to on the on the agenda right. I is like, is the nut butter type. And that's what we're going to be tasting today. What's the other type? I thought you said they're all made from... Flour-based. So there are some that contain a, a flour, such as a wheat flour. Oh, and that's tahini of the... I mean, that's halva of the dead. That, that's a halva of the dead, yes. Okay. That is not... Uh, I, I bet that's something you can get at, uh, you know, like a uh, Turkish specialty store, which I did not... Uh, I don't know if we have a Turkish specialty store in Seattle. It doesn't seem like we would have it in Seattle, but I bet I think New that, York is a, a real Yeah. I bet that I, I think that type that. is uh is uh found uh in in India mm, more. Like mm-hmm. I saw a, a beautiful picture of like a, a reddish tinged flower-based halva. I wonder if that's what we had in that Indian that junk food box. That could very well be. Um the texture was different from this. It was definitely um more crumbly, like uh, crumbly, like into like threads. Okay, so I was gonna do a stunt, and I forgot, but I still have to share. There's one more halva fact that I want to share. Great, and you're gonna re- respond to this either by having your mind blown or saying you're full of shit. Okay, that's not that's not what you said. It is. 
According to uh, a number of sources, and I wanted to confirm this by presenting it, but I did not, there is an American halva that is enjoyed by millions of people every day under a different name and uh, is one of the most popular treats in America and is a nut butter-based halva cooked down to a crumbly texture. What do you think it is? Big hunk? It is not big hunk. That's nougat. Um, Butterfinger. Very close. It is the filling of a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh my god! That so so okay so so we have to like sometime in the near future like cut the chocolate off a Reese's peanut butter like peel a Reese's peanut butter cup and eat the peanut halva inside. But I mean, so you, I figure like I, I had like a, a what was the word you used to describe what the the bug net was doing to your face? Bifurcated, uh, bisected, bisected. I had kind of a bisected response to this, okay. which was which was on the one hand, whoa, like my mind is blown, okay. and on the other hand, that's just like an indication that this is a very wide ranging term. Well, and also that we are all together on this big planet, uh-huh. and we all like the same sweets. I mean, when you think about it, what is a human? But just a like halva a big eating machine. Well, I was just going to say like a big slice of halva. But... No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. Fine. This episode was brought to you by Grove. Grove makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family. And they make sure you never run out of your favorites. Yep. Producer Abby came over and plundered my Grove box the other day, took home some method dish soap and some Mrs. Meyer surface spray. And now I need Grove to uh, send me more of my favorites. And that's that's their job. <laughs> well, so. Matthew, you should go to grove.co slash spilled milk. And if you order $20 worth of stuff or more, you're going to get a $30 Mrs. Meyer's gift set for free. So that's Grove. Co, not grove.com slash spilled milk. Wow. Okay. Well, this is really interesting. Uh, Richard Amster. Yeah. You win. Shout out to Richard Amster. Shout out to, is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Judy and Richard. <laughs> well, no, but seriously, as soon as I said it, the way you were like, Richard Amster. No, no, I was just, I was just remarking that, you, that like, we usually shout out to Judy, right? I don't know if we've ever shouted out my dad by name before, and we're not sure if that's his name or not. So, <laughs> if you're my dad, Facebook.com/slash Build Milk Podcast, weigh in. What is or is not your name? Um, when I was like eight. Uh, my dad, who had had a full beard my entire life, uh, like shaved his beard off completely. Oh and, yeah, uh, I can't I even was imagine him with a beard. Very upset by this. Yeah. And I said he didn't look like my dad anymore. He looked like a guy named Earl. <laughs> I got over it. <laughs> but yeah. like, isn't that exactly the kind of thing that, that would, would upset say. a child? <laughs> yeah, totally. 100%. I can't even imagine seeing my dad without a beard. I mean, yeah. I remember seeing pictures of him like from medical school when he didn't have a beard. That was in the 1950s. Um, I have had a beard constantly since I was 18. I can't imagine you without I, it. I can't either like... I feel like I should try it at some point just to see what it looks like, but it's probably not. I'm, try- I'm really trying to it's, picture it. It's probably it. a bad idea. I'm not. <laughs> I I don't know. Like maybe maybe I could like raise money for charity. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing people do, right? It's like uh, yeah, it's the opposite of Movember. It's it's. 
Okay, great. Yeah. So um, th- 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 you can find us at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast where you can tell us what Matthew's dad's name is. And how tall is the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yep, that's and right. We, I think we asked an actual question about Halva also. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, you can find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com uh, where we'll post a list of the Halvas that we tried. And I will make myself a note right now. I'm going to call uh, Big John's PFI and uh, and find out a little more information about our favorite halva if I can, so we can give them some credit. Had to stretch. Cool. Yeah, because that that was a really good one. It's good. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? You have probably already found us on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, maybe you use is it Apple Podcasts? Is that yeah. the native podcasting app? Is it's, that what it's called. It's, it's so native. Great. Um, okay. I mean, there's there's a new uh, Google podcast app for Android, I've heard. Oh. If you haven't tried that, I bet we're on it. You can find us on Spotify, too, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, let's see. Where else can they find us? At SpilledMilkPodcast.com. Did you already say that? Uh, I did. Uh, Instagram, at SpilledMilkPodcast. We're all over everything. We're yes. probably on things we don't even know we're on. Yeah. Probably we're if you ask. smeared like nut butter. If you're like, yeah. <laughs> All around. Uh, if you if you ask Alexa to play spilled milk, I don't know what'll happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. There's probably a band by that name. Oh no. Yeah, I think there's like there's yeah. a rap album that okay. that often comes up. Uh, uh, well, hey, well, okay, listeners, if you have Alexa, would you ask her to play spilled milk podcast and, and see what happens okay. and tell yeah. us, tell us, we want to know. While you're also not looking up the Leaning Tower of Pisa, but just guessing. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll let you know in a future episode the truth about the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not leaning at all. Maybe people just take have been taking pictures from weird angles. Okay. Uh, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I mean, we're kind of like Halva. You can find us everywhere. Yeah. We, you can. We cover a wide swath, just like Halva. I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Epster Burton. Like ro- roasted our halva. Uh, yep. Keep roasting our halva for eternity. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.